last time on Join the Party. Val, Aggie, and Milo scoped out juice! That's five exclamation points, trying to run down the weirdness of the mushrooms that could be in their drinks. Their stakeout was shaken by appearances from the Night of Mirrors and notorious YouTubers and Weird Thing debunkers, Bones Body, his bodyguard slash lawyer Jacked O'Lantern, and their cameraman. As the three super folk tried to stay in cover, Bones Body blasted Tuna with a strange purple dust from a potato gun and took the ghost cat captive. Later on, the crew, Lucas and Hitomi, gathered in the park for a first good day of spring picnic, and it seems like pretty much everyone else in LTC did as well. This would be the perfect time for Councilman Burdock, remember him, he was the dad of the quarterback at SUNY LTC, whose field got blown up, and he's also one of the council people, he's the one from Weston, and Aggie knows him from work. Councilman Burdock staged a presentation of welcoming the YouTubers to Lake Town City, trying to tamp down the, quote, weird rash of powers and weirdness, unquote, happening in the city. When Bones revealed Tuna in a cage, it sprung the powered folk into action, saving the ghost cat and scattering everyone from the park interruption. Oh, also, Dr. Morrow's locket had an old photo of her and Milo's dad in it. So, you know, so much happened. Let's get the party started. A few days later, Dr. Morrow has called an emergency meeting of the good powered friends. No. Which is how she refers to all, all of you and <laughs> puts a question mark at the end to come uh, and talk about what's what's been going on. Dr. Morrow says this is too important for a conference room and you are once again meeting in her kitchen. <laughs> of course. All the best meetings are in kitchens. Yeah. I arrive hungry. Uh, good, good. Because I was going to ask. Uh, is there any, like, bowls of candy or fruit or, you know, granola maybe that I could just snack a handful of? Is your blood sugar low? Are you okay? <laughs> Do you need, like, a cannoli? I can bring cannolis. This is Val texting. <laughs> Val is one of those people that sends multiple texts in a row rather than a full paragraph. Chaotic. I love it. All Val's texts are also italicized, which makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> No one's figured out how, to, how they do it. <laughs> Neither Val has not figured it out either. Val has like, a, an advanced build of iOS that includes italic support. Milo <laughs> <laughs> sends back a gif of Morgan Freeman nodding his head up and down and saying yes, yes, excellent, <laughs> yes, yes. It's a full pastry box waiting on the kitchen counter. It's mostly Schwedadel, but there's a couple of cannolis in there. Now, Julia, real life, Brandon, what the hell is that thing you said? <laughs> Schwedadel is like a lobster tail, basically. Oh, yes. Okay. Pastry. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of shaped like a croissant. It's flaky and it's filled with uh, usually like a ricotta cream, mm -hmm. but like, or just like regular cream. Delicious. Fucking ricotta cream. That's fucking ricotta. Which fucking cream got no ricotta? Yeah, hey, why don't you fucking, I'll show you, come over here and I'll show you fucking ricotta you know, mozzarella. Respect my hospitality, respect my mother. <laughs> I'll show, I'll show you the curds and the ways. Bang, bang. <laughs> I think there are two stone lobsters flanking the steps to City Hall. And Aggie, in her mind, has named them ways and means. That's very, That's good. very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. 
Yeah, I think as all of you come in in various times, which you come in on time, but expecting Dr. Morrow to be 15 minutes late, Dr. Morrow is pulling a uh, very elaborate quiche out of the oven. You can also see that there are various uh, foods that are laid out in front of you. Cocktail shrimp for everyone, bagels, of course, but like three different types of salads to put upon the bagel. Like there's a tuna salad, but there's also like a salmon salad and there's also like a sable salad. Dr. Morrow says, I went to three different bagel places to make sure that we got the best ones for each one because Bagel Plaza only has good tuna, but Bagel Boss has the good salmon. I just need to make sure everything. <laughs> oh, okay. I appreciate that. Aggie uh, stops dead in her tracks. This is very suspicious. I'm more suspicious about the cocktail shrimp as part of a breakfast spread, but that's just me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm into it. And Milo has like 12 <laughs> shrimp stuffed into his face. January, who you see is finishing slurping up a shrimp, says, Yeah, listen, I tried to keep her from baking her own bagels. I thought it was just worthwhile. She was going to go to all these places. She's, uh... Yeah, this is what happened. Please. I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm just hot on a cooking tip. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's not stressed. She's just kind of, she's just decided to cook for everybody. That's what's happening. That's what I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's having a real tough time. <laughs> Des, get out of here. I said, I said, if you'd say mean things about me in the kitchen, you're out. <sighs> we can't, we can't dismiss Des. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> no, I know. No, I know. That's why I could uh, get away with saying stuff. Because sometimes she doesn't hear it. Because she's clattering of pots and pans. She doesn't really uh, hear it sometimes. Oh, by the way, I used the neutralizing spray. It was awesome. But done now. So if you want to chat about getting a refill or trying something different, um, it was it was awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll give you a new one. That's no problem. That's fine. Dr. Morrow that whips around holding a spatula in one hand and a wooden spoon in the other. She says, all right, team meeting. So while I was here, you know, coming up with an engine that runs on reverse energy. <laughs> I'm still working out the kinks of now, it. What is that? I'm working out the kinks. Please don't talk to me about it. I'm still, I don't have a good name for it yet. <laughs> while I was working that out, turns out. I'm cut out of this. Uh, it turns out everyone went to the park and heard some uh, authoritarian propaganda, and no one told me about it. That sucks. Hate that. That sucks. Can we all can we all agree that authoritarian uh, looking over people's shoulder like that? It sucks. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, it's bad. It's not punk. Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely agree. Definitely sucks. And somehow they got a permit, so that made me upset. I mean, like. I don't think the mayor signs every permit that comes across, like, the desks of the council, right? Like, he probably had to get, like, I don't know, approval from the rest of the council. But I don't think, like, I don't know how politics work on, like, a city <laughs> level. So, but I don't think it's, like, federal government where Dr. Mayamoro has to sign everything that passes. You know, Val, I am so glad that you brought that up. Dr. Morrow, I, I know you have an agenda for the meeting. I would just love to add just one little line item just down there at the bottom, maybe, or maybe you want to start with it. It's up to you. Um, what exactly your job is and what you do vis-a-vis city government? Because between the whole aviation thing, the whole you having a power button to repower the entire city just in your private office at a museum, um, I think I could do a better job for you if... I had some more information about stuff that you control. 
Seconded. Not in a bad way. Just, just, you know, it, it would help me help you and do a better job. Aggie, are you offering to be my assistant? Because I already have one of those, and he's very cute. I could never replace January. Yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> but, like, also, Aggie is also very cute, just to establish this. It's a different kind of cute, but it's not rabbit cute, but it is still cute. Thank you. I, I try really hard um, to coordinate my plaids. It's hard. They, they, they can clash sometimes, but it's I good. I really the hair the is looking particularly curly today. I Thank just I just want you to know that I acknowledge and appreciate it. Thank you. Your spikes are looking very spiky. Thank you. I shined them this morning. Milo, I don't understand the reference of your t-shirt, but I bet it is funny. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Dez is leaning back in his kitchen chair, so it's like nearly touching the wall, but not really. But like almost, he's in a precarious situation while also sipping a to-go cup and says, yeah, let's just establish. We've already established we're all cute here. It's fine. We don't have to keep going into this. Does you are also very you cute. Because, like, we, no, yes, this, it, exact, this yeah. is exactly what I was trying to prevent. I think <laughs> we should just move forward. All right, fair enough. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it weird. I just, I, it's, it's something I, I'm worrying about. All right, let's put that at the end of uh, January. Put that at the end of the agenda. I already did. See, I already have an assistant. I don't I, need another I one. I don't want to be and couldn't. <laughs> I have great job security because she, like, awakened me, so it's going to be really weird. <laughs> okay, let's not, let's not get into this. Uh, yes, okay, I can explain this. So, as mayor, I, I take care of all of these general things. I take care of the important things, but there's also an expectation that I am creating, invent, doing, doing things. Sometimes, you know, I'll be in the... In the, down in the lab for three days, coming up with reverse energy. And uh, it's that's an expectation. And I hand the day-to-day off to the general counsel, which is elected by the people. And it's a democratic process. I know that a democratic process doesn't always come out the way that you want everything to be. But I, that's what I... Do you have more specific questions? Have you considered energy, too? Oh, ju- just as good at... <laughs> Too energy, too furious. <laughs> Aggie leans over to Val. That, that's the car movie, right? About families. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Vin Diesel, and he drinks a lot of Coronas. And uh, I think The Rock shows up at one point. He's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, energy. How about Energy Two: The Legend of Curly's Gold? Oh, I like that. Hmm. That's more of a reference for my generation. Uh, and hmm. Billy Crystal in it. Now, okay, let's. Never mind. All right. I got sidetracked already. What is there? Uh, do you have any, any more specific questions about it? I mean, I do the important things and the council oversees the day to day and I have people who work under me. And yeah, or I should be looking at everything that you're supposed to send it along to me. But also, and she January takes a piece of paper out of it, a manila envelope and shows it to all of you. Uh, you know, if someone's going to do something that has authoritarian, that uh, has a whack authoritarian ideas you don't write it on the permission slip and you see it and it has just like park assemblage for city guests uh youtubers and just some you know various sentences that mean we're gonna do something at the band shell with some friends that's a fair point that's a fair point yeah that's valid I don't, I don't like it. I obviously don't like it, which is part of the reason I wanted you all to come here. But I want to uh, ease your fears first. And please, someone should be eating. Is no one eating? People should be eating. What, what's in the quiche? Oh, it's uh, 
um, three different types of three different types of green vegetables. There's an orange vegetable and a red vegetable and some onions. Okay, why did none of those vegetables have names except for onions? Yeah. Oh no, they do have names. I just do not remember what they are. It was more of a blur of color, and I knew they were vegetables. It's That's concerning. <laughs> what if I have allergies? Are these vegetables that you've made or invented? I. Oh no, even worse. Is January really into hydroponics? <laughs> Oh, only two of them, and they both are fine. <laughs> uh, no, listen, I thank you very much. I, I guess, you know, you have been you your whole life. You don't know what it is like not to be discoverer of diaphragm and also deeply involved in the city. The city and you are inextricable. You are you are mutually dependent organisms, right? Is that I'm not a biologist, but anyway, um, Yes, no, agreed, where we are nearly one and the same, the city and I. What we do and what I work for do it to keep the city going, but I can't, But just like a, a mother with their child, I can't, it has to fly out of the nest eventually while I'm coming up with reverse energy. No, totally, and I'm, I'm eager to hear what that is. Uh, when... Sorry, energy to coal in the legend of Curly's coal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's harder to understand from the outside. And I think no one needs to as long as things are going well, but we're here to solve problems. And I, I just want to try to, you know, understand what it is that we are doing, how it is that we are operating, uh, how, how we can be helpful, what is and isn't in our domain. And, you know, ultimately, listen, if there's something wrong, I'm going to go and help fix it. But I, I don't know. It, it just it gave me some questions and I, I wanted to bring it up. There are question marks that are out there that we just haven't figured out yet. And the whole point of doing something like what I do in science or what you do going out there with your powers is to to turn those question marks into answers to fill in the blank uh, area in which they used to be there. So we just need to keep figuring it out. There were some weird things, which is why I called all of you together. But I think something we can do is to really get yourself public here. It sounds like the upcountry north... What is the, the, the name of those people with the the woman with the sword and the, the flying country, up country? Uh, yeah, they're not the one. They're not the ones here who are representing our best interests. And I think that we should do uh, have an opportunity for you all to be a little bit more public to announce yourselves and just let. We need to get your name out. We need to get you out there. And I'm sorry to have pushed you there when I thought that we, we wouldn't have to do this, but I do think that you need to be public to, to go out there while things are starting to break bad. Uh, I, I don't trust them. Are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? A superhero fight? <laughs> I will fight them. I mean, yes, I do also want to punch Sour Anthony in the face, but I also think, like, it's not really good publicity to punch Sour Anthony in the face in front of a bunch of people with cameras, because then I just look like an asshole. Do we have any, like, Q scores on the Upcountry Keepers? Do we know how many people like them? Like, Yeah, uh, January reopens the manila envelope and <laughs> lays out a bunch, of, a bunch of PR numbers for you. Yeah, this is just a bunch of tables that say, kind of, they like them kind of <laughs> enough. <laughs> They're fine. There's still some, yes, there's some strengths and some weaknesses here, but I think that there still is an opportunity. And I don't want to, for, we don't want to force you to do anything that you don't want to do, but I think that it is an opportunity here to let people know who you are, or both from either sides of the costumed person who you want to be. 
Dr. Morrow takes off the apron that she's wearing that says Multiverse's best cook on it. (laughs) (laughs) And turns it over to the side and says, I know that this, this wasn't part of the plan, but we should get you out there. If you want to, if you think that the best idea to do that is to fight Emily Slaughter, I guess. I guess. But, uh, I mean, I do know some brand people that go very well, come very well recommended. Uh, We can get someone who is on the low, who has uh, extreme clearance here. Um, I think we can, can, if you want someone to tell you what to do, we can do that. You can go out and figure it out for yourselves. I think the first thing's a name, right? We do need a name. All right. How about how about all of us say our best idea on three? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I'm into it. Three, two, one. Define Milo one and name. the kitty cats. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? 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 <sighs> what? <sighs> I've been thinking, and I I think we are. The defenders. Ultimately, what makes us different? I, I'm not sure why they use the word keepers. That seems like a zookeeper to me, which is a noble profession. But I, I don't um, really think of the citizens that way. I I think we are here to defend Lake Town City from people that want to use it for their own personal gain, and and that's that's what I got. I think that I, I let me quickly Google though. I I think that's a Marvel thing, so I don't know. That is definitely a Marvel thing. Oh. It seems like there are vague copyright problems we could run into with that. I like the idea of it, though, like the the tone and the vibe. I think we should associate ourselves with something how, somehow with like Lake Town, Laketon, Laketon City, you know, so they know like we're your hometown heroes kind of thing. What about the the LCC, the Lake Town Keepers with a C? No, <laughs> that's, ter- that's terrible. too close. I mean, are we the hometown heroes? That's pretty good. Mm, I, I like it, but it does feel like a little generic, like Chicago could have the hometown heroes, you know? That's true. And there's already the Mountain Lobster team, so. Yeah. January takes out an iPhone, which looks like an iPad in his hands. It's very adorable. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this is something that, you know, we have uh, you know, search terms for all of you on Twitter and Instagram and secret Twitter. And uh, this is something this is something that popped up. Uh, you know, we have Dylan Lee Designs on Twitter, and they named you uh, the LT3. I think it's really good. I think oh. I like that. Oh. I also kind of like that. It feels like a sequel to a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> yeah. That, those are, yes, the, the same. Yes, I'm, I'm into it. I, I also like family. <laughs> family corona fighting crime it, do, it does feel like it's part of a movie series it's there was lake town which was okay and then lake town 2 legend of curly's gold which was a little <laughs> off base but lt3 is really coming into its own i like it a lot i think that's really good all right lt3 all in favor aye aye, aye. yeah i think it's fucking tight <laughs> Dr. Morrow says, let's figure, and now, well, let's figure out what your next move is here. Again, I can bring a brand manager in who has come highly regarded. Uh, you can figure something out for yourselves. Is this something that, that you all want to look into? Because I can get on this right now because I've already cooked enough for everyone everywhere in all the multiverses. <laughs> in between bites of quiche, Val's just like, I mean, like, I 
usually wear the same outfit every single day because I just, I know what works for me, but Volcani is a whole different person and idea in a lot of ways, so maybe I need someone to tell me what works for them. Could could I be more invisible? Could I be more ghosts? Would you like... Does that... Are you... <laughs> Can you elaborate on that, Milo, please? I don't know. I just say things and hope other people can come up with solutions to it. So I think Milo is voting for a personal brand person as well. So just you just want, do you want to be more mysterious? You don't want to be involved or you want to be more of a ghost? I want more ghost. Tuna, who's at your feet, but is not on top of you, is now just standing, like sitting directly to your right. Can I add something there, Eric? Yeah, sure. I think Tuna has a little harness and a leash now. <laughs> That's fair. I, I think I like the idea that now you it's like you're carrying one of those invisible dog leashes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's real. But now Tuna is now like sitting directly to your right on the floor, like who would ordinarily be on your shoulders or on your face. And Tuna says, I if you're going through something, you should just tell them about it. <laughs> but that's fine. I can just lick myself. Don't listen to me. That's fine. And then Pertuna proceeds to lick themselves. So Dr. Morrow <laughs> takes a plate of 10 shrimp, pours it into her mouth, chews it, and swallows oh. it, and <laughs> slams her. What about slams- the tails? <laughs> it's fiber. It's good for you. It's like, <laughs> great. I will hire someone. I will look into my contacts. It will be great. Do not worry. Don't worry about it. I can have someone who's recommended by the Office of Technology Assessment. It's going to be someone who has proper clearance and is going to be able to deal with, deal with the particular thing that you're working with here. And we'll talk about them as we as we hire them. I can get some other things going if that's something that you would, you would like to do. Um, hey, uh, Dr. Morris, speaking of that, uh, that department, what's your relationship with that department again? Oh, uh, you know, it's the, the, that was the, you know, Val, as you might know from our illustrious history books and the, uh, various slideshows that you uh-huh. might have taken in at Historic Lakedon. Uh That was the Dep- uh, Office of Technology. The Office of Technology Assessment was the wing of the government that helped turn Lake Town City into what it is today. Yeah, I, I know that. I was asking about your specific involvement with that branch of government. Yeah, I don't remember um, reading anything in any of the biographies about that you working with them yeah oh no that it's that should be in there i mean they've been integral in our uh the the gov finally a branch of federal government does something for us because nah uh that was part of the negotiation we had for all for albany staying the capital of new york state and not becoming like town city in 1987 um but yeah no we've i've been working with them for a really long time so are you like an employee of that branch no, of government no, or like a no. consult or No, they don't they the the man it doesn't have any strings on me, are you kidding? Do they roll up to you? Oh, you know, as much as the CIA decides how th- those things happen. No. <laughs> it's part of the CIA? Yeah, it's one of those yeah, they're under the same umbrella. You're sweating a lot. Yeah. No, that's I shouldn't have eaten that much shrimp. <laughs> I now real I now realize my folly. Okay. Uh thank you. I just I wanted some uh context, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and that that's um 
uh, she makes eye contact with Milo and she's like, can I, is it, can I, is it, is this a secret? Can I, can I say it? Why are you looking at me, Dr. Morrow? I don't know. Oh, cause you know, it was, it's the. What? You, you know, you also know someone who works there? No. Milo? Just you. Ah, okay. Yes. It's just me. Well, um, you know, Milo, Milo has been on a lot of those historical, uh, slideshows, so I thought them. Uh, Milo, I thought Milo would know, but I guess not. Uh, it's it's fine. It's fine. Don't, there's nothing to worry about. Cool. Okay. Excuse me, I ate too much shrimp, and she <laughs> she le- she walks briskly from the room. Aggie like writes that in her phone note under excuses to leave city council meetings. <laughs> I ate too much Sorry, shrimp. I, ate too much shrimp. That's great. I gotta go. All right, yeah, you uh, you all can stay there, or you can go about just like doing your regular day stuff. But uh, that's what Doctor Morrow uh, called you there for. I think it after you're sent home with a lot of salads in containers. Uh, you guys can go about your day, and Doctor Morrow is going to start heating those things up before you leave. She says, "Aggie, um, I think uh, I guess my biggest question for you here is that you both have a private, you have a a, a masked and an unmasked personality here." Which would you like to present yourself to do the do this thing as? Like, do you do you want to uh, do you want if you were to be contacted by somebody, would you want there to be? Um, should it be Aggie or should it be Preserver? I guess Preserver. Why why would you ask? Uh, no reason. I didn't know if you wanted to do to work. A, uh, you already have those the, that article that was out there in in November, and I didn't know if you wanted to. Build upon that, and you're already a contact in for in some places. Aggie like squares her stance to like face Doctor Morrow head on. They've been like she like caught her in the hallway or something, mm-hmm. and says, "Seeing that article was the worst day of my life. I have so much to lose. I have family I am endangering, and it is absolutely crucial that my identity is never linked." with the preserver or no offense with you. Understood. I'm that's, this is a hundred percent. This is a thousand percent reason that I asked. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have uh, six high profile, successful siblings who also um, were born after me in Lake town city. So X follows Y and we need to protect against Z. I got you for sure. Um, Thank you. And I, I listen, I'm I'm sorry if I felt like I was interrogating you earlier. It's <laughs> I I work for a small department. You know, my my I know what my job is. I do it every day. I go home knowing that it's done. And um, dealing with this is is just new to me. And I, I care about it a lot. I know you care about it, too. And I just I want to make sure that you knew that I knew that um, we're we're going after the same thing and coming at it from the same place. Sure. Dr. Morrow smiles and takes a pen out of her pocket. And says, you know what? I think you should start taking better notes of those city council meetings. And hands it to you. Can do. It'll help me uh, not fall asleep. (laughs) She uh, pats you on the shoulder and uh, leads you out. Eric, is the pen special? You can try to, you want to look at it? Yeah. Do an arcana check for me. It's got a bug in it. Magic pen. Magic pen. Uh, I got a four, and then use the luck point, and then I got a six. So, so I'm gonna stop there. I got a six. That's okay. Yeah, it uh, looks like a pen to you. It looks like a nice pen. Right, well, beans. 
Aggie's going to roll the pen in a handkerchief and then put it in her bag just in case it's bugged. You know. So I think Val kind of grabs Milo before he starts heading to the Sky Tram, I guess. How, do, how does he usually get there? Yeah, Sky Tram. Yeah, okay. Uh, probably grabs him before he starts heading to his stop and is like, so uh, we should talk about your dad. What about him? Um, so how well does your dad know Dr. Morrow? Um, I mean, I've had like, you know, a conversation or two, but like not any, I mean, I've read every single biography. Watched every oh, I meant personally, Milo. I don't know. I, not that I'm aware of. I think Val took a picture of the picture in the locket and then oh, shows yeah, Milo mm-hmm. the picture mm-hmm. being like, I think they know each other pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, uh, what's your dad do for a living? I, let me talk to him first. Um, speaking of. And Milo pulls out a burner phone from his pocket and hands it to Val. Well, I'll, I'll add this to my collection. What is this for? And... If you open it up, there's a little post-it note inside that says, I don't know how much I trust Dr. Morrow. These should be off the grid. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. You know, I was starting to be less suspicious of the government. You know, (laughs) I mean, I should always be suspicious of the government given just like how I grew up, but... I was starting for a second to be a little bit less, and then all this shit happens. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to roll really quick to see uh, how off the grid these are. Yeah, I don't know if they're actually off the grid, but they're just burner phones, you know? No, I like that Milo said they were off the grid. That's very funny. <laughs> but now I have rolled, and I will take note of how okay. off the grid they are. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and then Milo pats Val on the shoulder without the spikes. <laughs> and uh gives him a quick like two finger salute and then runs up to Aggie and plants the uh, another burner phone in one of Aggie's pockets. I make eye contact with Milo like you realize I I saw what just happened there, right? <laughs> and Milo Milo winks and then walks away. <laughs> I then make eye contact with Val and I think we have a little bonding moment. <laughs> Incredible. Hey, it's Eric. These two weeks surrounding Christmas and New Year's has always felt a little strange to me. It's this dead zone where people are doing Christmas, which is wonderful, and then the buildup, the kind of the most anticlimactic day of the year, or at least has the most expectations on it, New Year's, is like these are things that we observe so much in America, but so many people don't necessarily see it as a great time, whether or not they have a strained relationship with their family, they see New Year's as something impending or like resolutions looking over their shoulder, or don't celebrate and feel alienated in that way, and like I do. So I, I do like the idea of lightness and people coming together at this time and in winter, But, you know, it's especially different, especially in 2020, and we can't be around everybody that we want to. So I guess be kind to yourself 
in the last two weeks. You made it to the end of 2020. And it's not that 2021 is going to be immediately and amazingly better, but this is a wild time in history. So you made it through history and you get to go to the next part of history. Or at least, as the calendar says, you made it another year. Congratulations. Welcome to the mid-roll. Please give yourself a cookie. I want to thank each and every one of our supporters on Patreon and people who joined this week, Ritwick, Jody, Maya, and AJ. Uh, If you sign up for our Patreon after Christmas Eve, we're going to do it in the next episode, uh, which is coming so soon. But we also acknowledge you like Santa acknowledges all the good boys and girls by coming down their chimney and eating their cookies. I know that's a thing. It's just, it's funny. I don't, I, that's not a thing that I say. But for all the patrons out there, thank you. You make it possible for this to be our jobs, which is a true gift. If you want to be a part of the Patreon family, we are always looking for more people to come in. You get our Discord, NPC Stories, an exclusive three-part miniseries called Join the Team, where our friends and I play a high school football drama, our tabletop RPG that I co-wrote and is so much fun and was hilarious. And everything that has been on Patreon for the last four years. There's so much there. So if you're able, please join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash join the party pod. And if you haven't checked your Patreon for a while, do so. Over a hundred of you are still on the old tiers and you're not getting those sweet, sweet rewards. So come on over to the right side. We are sponsored this week by Inked Gaming. Are you shopping for the perfect gift for that special nerd in your life? Am I? I am. Your search is over. Thank you, copy. I didn't know where to go. Inked Gaming's website is full of everything you need to make their holiday season one to remember. For specially curated gift bundles to gift cards and even custom printed products, Team Inked has something just for fur about everyone. Do you want to get a favorite photo of yours memorialized in a tapestry forever? Now is your chance. I will say that it was not something I was expecting. That sounds incredible. And to top it all off, we have a code for you from this podcast. You get 10% off your order if you go to inkedgaming.com slash join the party and use the code join the party at checkout. 10% off inkedgaming.com slash join the party and code join the party. We are also sponsored this episode by The Listener, a daily podcast recommendation newsletter written by Caroline Crampton. Caroline is one of the best people writing about podcasts out there, and I learn about new shows in every single issue. It introduces you to outstanding and diverse audio beyond the usual bubble of big publishers, undercovering gems from creators around the world. And as a paying subscriber, you also get access to a personal feed that can deliver the recommendations straight into your favorite podcast app. That's incredible. Thank you, Caroline. Best of all, they set up a discount code for you to get 20% off your first... Man, we're so good at giving out discount codes for things that sound really sick. (laughs) Best of all, you get a discount code for 20% off if you go through us. So you go to thelistener.co and use the code JOINTHEPARTY20. That is thelistener.co and use code JOINTHEPARTY20 for 20% off your first year of this great daily podcast recommendation newsletter. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Inked Gaming. Thank you, Patreon. Merry Christmas. Happy end of 2020. Shout out to Hanukkah that's already done and it was snowing in New York City. Ah, ah, ah. And now, back to the show. I think between this discussion and getting the phone I just has a lot on her mind, um, particularly being reminded of that article. So 
when she needs to think things through, she just kind of like drives the loop of the highway, you know, through and around Lake Town City, um, sometimes into like neighboring towns, just like, you know, long highways with mountains on either side and just kind of thinking as she drives. So she she drives and then realizes that she is right near Upper J in Adirondacks and stops at her two favorite cheese places, Asgard and Sugar Hill Creamery, and calls her next younger brother, Danny. Uh, yeah, I think it rings a few times, and um, immediately you're on speakerphone, and it's really windy. And Danny goes, Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Danny, it's, it's Aggie. How are you? Where are you? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm painting outside. Ah, uh, plein air, right? Yeah, you know how good how it is, and you're ruining my focus. Wow. We just spent a lot of time to do. What's up? I I was just calling to check in with my next younger brother, you know, the person with whom I lived the longest portion of my life compared to the rest of our siblings. But um, if if that's what you're doing, then okay. I just wanted to check on you. How is Monique? How are the kids? Um, that that's that's all. But I I'll hang up if that's what you want me to do. Uh, hold hold on. And uh, you hear some steps towards the phone. It's picked up in the fumbling with the phone. And then you hear like a clang and the wind dies down immediately. And now you have Danny uh, who's holding his phone in between his ear and his in his shoulder. He says, well, I'm not, I guess I'm not going to get anything done today. That's okay. Uh, Danny, that's a rude thing to say to your sister. I, and you have seen me when I was born. You literally saw me as soon as I was alive. So here, uh, so I am making the time for you. It is more of a fact then you being invasive hello jesus Agatha. christ <laughs> Shit, that's danny. not my name hello margaret it's so nice to hear from you hello daniel patrick o'hare how are you doing how are you beautiful children they're wonderful they are all excelling and doing a really good job uh they both are in the science fair and i assume they'll both win and i'll have to go to the presentation and people will see me talk to me about things and it's lovely and then Monique will say stop it and then I will and I'll be nice (laughs) yeah I I just wanted to see how things are going I uh Ryan came over um a few weeks ago and and Quinn was here for a while over the holidays um which was nice Mm -hmm. um they are complete messes and do dangerous things in public all the time oh Um, usual yeah and I listen I I know I'm sorry to bring it up, but I know there was that article a few months back. Did your, did you see the group text or did your publicist show it to you? I know there's like the the Google alert. Yes, I do have someone directly who I've hired directly to take care of all O'Hare related family emergencies. And uh, they showed it to me and I said, take it away. Yeah, no, I saw it. I just didn't, it's fine. It's fine. I just, I know how maybe even more than me, you take this the most seriously and keeping your past uh, bland and I just wanted to let you know that I, I shared that with you and I, I know we haven't talked since then so I just I want to let you know that I, I'm, I'm going to make sure that nothing like that happens again okay thank you uh, it's listen Aggie if you don't give them anything there's nothing that, for them to hold on to it's, it's fine we're just some exceptional children and now that snowboarding is in the olympics they'll do like a piece on nbc about us every once in a while it's it's you're thinking too much into it it's fine i i guess i 
I also called for advice because I, you know, I'm in the city council and, and stuff like that. And people know me around town and I, uh, it's not the same as being a Guggenheim fellow, but I wanted to know how you. Two, uh, sorry, that was two time Guggenheim fellow. I'm the only person. That <laughs> Jesus they... fucking Christ, Daniel Patrick. I was there the only person that they renewed it for. And I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I just wanted you to know okay. Got it. Okay. Is the MacArthur thing, did that come through yet or is that next year? It's all the same. There's just so many awards. God, what a oh, fucking asshole. Now you don't asshole. care about the credit. Okay. Anyway, um, how do you... It's just, I, oh, my life's so cool. And I, the painting. Daniel, and, wow, this is oh serious. Okay. How do you... This is when Monique would tell me to stop it. Yep, exactly. That's why I love her more than I love you. Well, that's totally fair. Same. How do you make sure that your profession and the other ways in which you are different stay separate when they are not? That's a tall glass of question. (laughs) Sounds like a painting title that some pretentious artist might put on their painting. That's why I'm a two-time Guggenheim fellow. (laughs) And I'm a genius. Twice. Um, Mary and Joseph. Margaret. It's... I just think you're thinking too much about this. It just... it, It is. You are one and the same. If you try to hide it, people will see it. You know, when you're looking at a painting, all those fucks who go to a museum and they're like, oh man, look at the symbolism, look at the feeling. Like, they're looking for something. You're looking for meaning. If it is what it is, look past it. Sometimes it just is what it is. That is slightly soothing, but ultimately unhelpful. And um, it's about what I expected. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Listen, if you want to come to New York City anytime soon, I'll probably, I have to do a thing with... You know, the Googs. That's what they call it. We're mm-hmm. on a, like a nickname basis. Yep. That's my I'm nickname, doing too. Something there and I'm doing something there in a little while. But I'll probably head down just uh, if, you, if you're if you in the area. Maybe, yeah. I um, Just let me know. Let me know when you make your trip. Will do. All right. Say hi to my uh, favorite sister-in-law who outranks most of my brothers and uh, those adorable kids. I'll see you soon. Low bar, but still, it's true. See you later. Maggie hangs up. As you hang up the phone, you get an email uh, from Dr. Morrow, who has forwarded something to you. Welcome from the internet. It's me, Dr. Mayor Morrow. <laughs> I already looked into our contacts, uh, and we still have the one from Average Bear. Uh, they're gonna, they're here to send, they're gonna want to send a reporter back to Lake Town City to look into this whole bones body thing. Uh, I hope, uh, I think you'd be the person to to do it. Uh, check it out. And then there's just like an editor being like, yeah, oh, blah, blah, blah. We, well, we totally were going to, we have someone who's in the area. We should totally go check them out. Um, and they forwarded the email. Is Tegan CC'd? Uh, there is no mention of Tegan Murphy anywhere on this email, except for the fact that there, they said that there was someone in Lake Town City. If you'd like to try to look into that and roll on it, you can try to figure it out. Yeah. Can I roll on, uh, on, on X vibes? <laughs> not, yeah, not, not, not that they're next exactly, but that's the date. general category. <laughs> yeah, you can do an insight into you th- if you think Tegan would put themselves into this situation. Really, really juicing this one. Uh, Eleven. Amanda, your role in this season is not great. <laughs> You're right. This is what luck points are made for. Uh, that's better. Sixteen. Okay, with a sixteen, 
you go back to the article and you click on Tegan's bio again, and Tegan's is now like writer at large for Lake Town City. So mm. I guess Tegan is taking more stories in Lake Town City. <laughs> to Aggie Julia. bends down to put her head. <laughs> Julia is doing a celebratory dance. Mm-hmm. Aggie bonks her head lightly on the steering wheel and says, when it rains, it fucking pours. Let's go to our good friend Milo. Milo, what you doing, bud? Hello. You can catch Milo in his apartment cleaning and lighting a candle for the first time that he's ever done so. He went down to TJ Maxx and bought like a $6 candle that was like... I was going to ask if he had a candle or if he had to buy one. Oh, he definitely had to go buy one. It was like um, tobacco and rose. Um, That's why it was on sale. (laughs) Well, it was branded Mandels, which was the problem. (laughs) Candles for men, of course. Yes. And he, ever since the picnic, he has not let Tuna out of his sight. Tuna doesn't really disapparate anymore, except for, you know, when he needs to get his ectoplasm back in order, I guess. You can keep Tuna there as much as possible, but maybe now that you've let Tuna off the leash, Tuna is maybe not skittish around you, but does the things that cats do when they don't know who you are yet and aren't ready to pet you? Like they pretend to come close to you and pet you, but then they're like, just move out of the way at the last second. So like Tuna is doing the thing that like where the cats hover around you, but isn't as affectionate uh, like Tuna used to be. And Milo was pulling a big hunk of, of roast beef out of the oven and uh, sees Tuna skulking away and went to the back bedrooms and says, Tuna, nope, 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 you stay in here, you stay in here. And he throws a, uh, a, a small tray with a little bit of beef on the counter for Tuna. Nice. <laughs> Do cats like beef? I don't know. <laughs> cats just love meat. You're That's totally fine. At that point, yeah, your doorbell goes off. And then your dad just opens the door anyway. <laughs> dad, we've said we've talked about this. There's a and door I waited, for a reason. I waited the requisite amount of time to come in, and then I did. But I figured if you were cooking, you'd have pants on. So hello. <laughs> oh, yours look so cold. I brought you a sweater, and he takes. Yeah, in his briefcase, he has like uh, one of those heavy briefcases. He pulls a heavy wool sweater out and puts it on you, like half on you. It's like, Dad, I have an apron on. Yeah, I have to take that off first. You still look cold. You still look cold. Okay. Welcome to my home. You ne- Thank you. You know I never don't wear pants. You've never. That's, that's I, never been a thing. That's a hundred percent true. I shouldn't have expected anything else. Now, boy, make me a drink. <laughs> um, no. And then, oh, so you're all oh, what a terrible host. <laughs> oh, I'm so neglected. Oh, I've raised you as my own for so long, and you can't even get me a drink. Oh, and then Milo walks Avesti. over to the freezer and takes out an already made old fashioned and puts it on the table Aww. for him. Oh, it was wordplay. You already made it. Ha ha. Gotcha. Ah, <laughs> dad joke. There it is. <laughs> I'm really have to restrain myself from laughing and awing at all of these because I'm in the same room as Eric. Extremely <laughs> sweet. Uh, I think at one point Tuna is gnawing on the meat and then goes, "Daddy," and then gnaws on it more. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming to my meeting today. I appreciate it. Um, 
here is some food that we can share while we talk. Sure. I didn't know. Should I have brought a yellow notepad? Yeah. Did Should you I take notes? Not bring a resume? Oh, I didn't. Okay. I mean, I do have my yellow notepad with me. And he takes out a yellow <laughs> notepad. I'm just agreeing with you. Hey, but for realsies, though, you know that um, like security system that you set up when you started your job, like, you know, 11 years ago, whatever? Well, I guess when I got this apartment. So, you know, four years ago. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Is that still, does that still work? Uh, if you haven't had any problems, yeah, I would assume so. Why is something, is something going on? No, I just want to make sure that, you know, we're not like, can you turn your phone off? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he turns his phone off. Cool. Um, I have something really secret to tell you. Oh, I mean, Milo, I will say in my line of work, you will have to declare the top secret clearance. So is it secret like only me and the president and you know? Yes, I'm declaring I have top secret clearance. (laughs) Oh, good. Thank you. I just need to know. This beef took me six hours to make. Oh, my God. You made me turn off this fuck. No, keep keep it off. Keep it off. off. Okay. What's up? What's uh, up? I have a bit of a weird question to ask you. Um, I know that I've never really, or I know that you ask about my dating life all the time, uh, but I've never really asked about yours. Um, but now I am. And Milo has his hands out. <laughs> You're right. It is weird. Okay. <laughs> I guess this is Gilmore Girls now. We have to talk sure. a lot faster if we're going to do that. That's true. I'm going to have to reference some boy bands from 2005, I guess, <laughs> to stay on say, Yeah, oh, sure, Milo. Um, what are you... Are you talking about something specific, or do you just want me to run everything down? You know, like... I, I've never seen you date anyone since in my lifetime. But I know, as an adult now, that can't be true. Like, you've had to have been on dates, right? Yeah, for sure. I even, uh, and I mean, this is top, top secret clearance. So don't tell anyone, not even the president, but I have even had sex before. Okay, that's disgusting. Uh, Milo <laughs> takes the plate of beef away from him. You'll get this back when you stop being gross. <laughs> okay, I will stop being gross. Well, it seems, are you getting... Do you think someone who I've dated is threatening you? Uh, do you th- what uh, what do you can you give me a little more on this one? Um okay. How do I start this? Um Have you watched the news lately? Yeah. Oh yeah. Great stuff. Have you seen... Well, first of all, have you seen those fucking assholes, the upcountry keepers? They fucking suck, huh? Oh, yeah. I've been working on my Sour Anthony impression. I was going to break it out today. Can I, it, it's a lot more like Kermit the Frog, buy, so I'm buy still me a pizza. Buy me off a piece of that, please. Oh, it's like... um Yeah, so if he was ordering a pizza, he'd be like, Oh, hello, I'm Sour Anthony. <laughs> That's real bad, Dad. <laughs> I told you it wasn't ready. Uh, oh, well, 
All right. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. They should. Uh, I don't. Seems like their hearts in the right place. A little weird. No, they really People do suck. They have no tights. hearts. They're it's black pits of despair inside their chests. Uh, but have you seen mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. team out there? Oh, there's another team out there. You know, I, I guess you're not on Instagram very much, and they're they're kind of less on the news. Um, yeah, yeah. There's another team. Um, have you heard of like Preserver or Volcani or anyone like that? Oh yeah, those two. They were the ones who uh, to stop the bear at the museum. They I didn't know they were working together. I think they're nice duo. They, they, I'm glad that they did that. That bear was trash and shit. Sorry, the bear was trashing stuff in there, and that was rude. I didn't like that. Yeah. And that's your job, and I'm so glad they they fixed that stuff. That was that was good. Well, two points there. They're less of a duo, more of a trio, and it's not my only job. Mm. You're doing... <laughs> Are you blogging on the side? <laughs> About them? No. Um... Milo's going to cast Shape Water on his glass mm-hmm. and freeze all the water in it and raise it out of the glass and then with his other hand cast Create Bonfire and melt the ice cube. Now, Brandon, I have a very important question for you. Okay. Are those spells? Cantrips. Okay. That was a very important question for me. Thank you. <laughs> I was just, just asking. Yeah, I think that you know, there's like a frantic, action-packed version of superhero powers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a Cyclops shoots the laser beam out, or a storm brings lightning down. But then there's also, you know, there's always that moment in the in the origin story where someone like does it really subtly. Like Storm makes a little uh, tornado in her hand. Right. So I feel like this is like the the ghost hand in your chest, like languishly comes out. And like reaches out to it, moves the water around, and then evaporates it. And then I want it to condense back into an ice cube and then come back into his drink. Absolutely. Uh, When the ice cube clinks back into the glass, Tuna jumps on the table and goes, Mine! (laughs) And then gets it off the table and licks it on the ground. Also, I have more good news, Dad. Your cat's not... Well, they are dead. Um, But Tuna's here. If you want it to pet Tuna. Hank is holding his drink. And he drops it. And it shatters on the floor. And he says. Milo. Uh-huh. Do you have a, another one in, in your freezer? <laughs> yeah, I had the backup one. I knew I knew this might happen. <laughs> Great. Val, you're heading home to your apartment. And do you want to reach out to Ann Min? Yeah. Do mm-hmm. I know where she's staying? Why do you make a history check for me? Not good at those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two? Uh, no, you have no idea. Can I text my mom and ask if she knows where Ant Min is staying? Uh, sure. Cool. I, I do that. Be like, hey, I want to drop off some leftover lasagna for Ant Min. Do you know where she's staying? Oh, you're so sweet. 
I'll look into it. Just give me a second. I'll wait. Heart emoji, devil emoji. Smiley devil. (laughs) Smiley devil emoji, yeah. Cool. Cake emoji and then Italian uh, pitching two two figures together emoji. Beautiful. I really love the headcanon here that I'm just inserting into our universe right now that um, that Val's mom has a jailbroken phone and uploaded really like tasteful emoji of genitalia and like food <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like that. She flirted with someone at the Apple store who did it for you. She's like, normalize them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you're walking home. You're, you're near your apartment uh, as you're texting your mom and make a perception check for me. I rolled a 16. All right, with a 16, I'm sure Val has watched a lot of mobster movies before. What are you talking about? No. (laughs) I'm sure both Val finds them very funny and enjoyable, and also Mm. must be something about your dad being in the mob that makes you really attached to it, huh? You know, it's just, it's funny what people think is real. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But the thing that is real is that all these fucking mobsters all drive the same goddamn car. It's always the fucking white Cadillac. No one needs a fucking white Cadillac. Exactly. But you you get up to the white Cadillac because you have a black one. And then when you're made, then you have a white one. And you think of this because there is driving slowly up to you is a black Cadillac. And the window rolls down and it's Salimony. <sighs> who's wearing two gold chains and both of them have crosses on them. <laughs> okay and like just the the smell of cigar smoke and barbicide which is you know the the stuff that they put uh the combs in at barber shops just wafts out out to you yeah, from the car what's wrong with you why do you smell like a strip club <laughs> some might say that's my uh general musk but uh uh, why don't you That's stop asking That's not a compliment me? if they say that to you, especially to your face. Why do you stop uh, talking to me about how I smell and you get in the car? Why would I get in the car? Because uh, you gotta you gotta fulfill a you gotta fulfill uh, a favor that you did for you, so I need you to do a favor for me. And what is the favor? Just uh, get in the car. Is that the favor? If I get in the car, you're going to leave me alone? Uh, there is something attached to getting in the car. Just get in the car. All right, whatever. All I, can, right. I can punch you in the face if I need to. <laughs> I <laughs> Just get in the car. All right. So you get in the car. Sal uh, drives around Little Italy to the northeast side. It's closer to the docks. Can you open a window? It smells like a fucking ashtray in here disgusting uh you listen this one doesn't have power windows so you gotta do it yourself <laughs> just cranking it immediately yeah uh, i almost break I, it off <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so he drives around for a while he has those tinted windows which is really difficult for you to see at both out and in like even his windshield is a little tinted so <laughs> that's why i open the window yeah it's hard for him to drive uh yeah so you're driving up to a different part of little italy maybe a little bit closer to the docks he makes small talk with you. He says, so, uh, so how's your, how's your ma? She's fine. You should go visit if you really care. <laughs> so, uh, how's, how's your dad? The fuck would I know? Yeah, that's, uh, fuck would I know either. That's why I'm fucking asking you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I don't know. You probably got the Christmas card too. Uh, he, yeah, those uh, Huey, Dewey, and Loki look great. It's not their names. I know it's not. I'm making a joke. It's uh, not funny. Disrespectful. Don't call my children. half siblings names. Oh, I thought that you uh, you didn't give a fuck about them. So uh, I thought. No, I just right. said I didn't know how the fuck they were doing. All right, fine. Shit. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, Sal pulls up, and then, then the car stops uh, in front of an old Italian restaurant. It's all brick on the outside, and there's mm. a sign in very, like, dusty calligraphy that says Il Popo, which uh, you and which Val would know uh, means the octopus. But this is, like, an Italian restaurant. It's not a pizzeria like, mm. uh, like the one that you work at. It's, like, a little rundown, a little older, and you don't see anybody inside. So Salamone opens the door and says, get out. Okay. Lovely ride. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, And he reaches into the back and grabs his jacket and puts it on. And he turns to you and says, so what I'm going to need you to do here, here's the favor. What I'm going to need you to do here is to be the muscle. And what are we doing that requires muscle? Uh, what are what don't we ever do that requires muscle? If you want a favor, you got to be specific about it. You'll right? see it when we get it. You'll see it when we get in there. But I know. Uh, let's just say uh, you have a little bit more muscle than someone might expect. So uh, why do you flex it? Whatever. Let's just fucking do this. Salamone throws the door open and it makes the just like the ding ding as y'all stroll in. And this the Il Popo is just empty. There's nobody inside. Uh, the lights are on and there should be. They guess they're open for business, but um, just, there's nobody inside. Uh, there's an older uh, Italian woman with olive skin with her hair tied up in a bandana who's kind of at this like cashier station, which is near the back uh, as it leads into the kitchen. Um, there's like an old timey register brought back from the old country. You could only assume <laughs> it's on a, a, a counter and uh, she looks up and, and immediately spits on the ground and says, <gasps> Salamone, you get out of here. What? What, Miss Gemma? Excuse me. I'm just coming in for the, for the best seafood here in Little Italy. What are you talking about? You get out of here right now, Salamone. I told you I'd have it in a few days. Oh, I'm sure. Well, here's the thing. I got to check in on it. How am I supposed to just keep it for a... Uh, how am I supposed to just uh, rely on your word? I just got to come in. I got to check on it. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I got a friend here just to help check on it as well. Val's just silent. Yeah. Miss Gemma as Salamone called her, said, oh you, oh, you brought a friend. Oh, that's really interesting. Well, uh, you know, I still have the boys working here. Uh, they can come here. They can say hi if that's something that, you, that you'd like. Um, boys! I don't Joseph! think you want to do that. Excuse me? I don't think you want to do that. I think I do. Joseph! I Joey! And uh, these th- 
<laughs> and these two identical twin boys, <laughs> six foot, 250, two feet across each of them come out like their hands uh, in their pockets. Both of them white, wearing white t-shirts. One of them has the sleeves rolled up and the other one doesn't. Both of them with, with uh, ripped jeans and black boots and slicked back hair come out and stand by their ma in front of the counter. So I'm just going to say one more time, Salamone, Gemma says. I tell you I'm going to got it when I got it. And it's common. Val just looks at Salamone and is like, is it protection money or a loan? It's a loan. Come on. She's not, listen, you think Joey and Joseph are figuring out the numbers back there? No. These two can't add up to more more arms than they got. They can only count to four together. <laughs> How much is it? Would you you want to you want to say it? And Miss uh, Gemma says it's fifty thousand dollars. Oh, that's and a lot I'm paying, of fucking money. I'm paying. We are paying it back mm. to keep to keep it. I like, I don't have to tell you. Say it to the people who are shaking me down in the muscle. At that point, Salamone picks up a chair and says, "Oh, listen, those fifty thousand dollars definitely is doing well for you. It's uh, it's." Well, what is some great uh, hardwood? Uh, listen, you really got to make sure that you test it. If you do it, you don't want to make sure it's on a safety hazard. And Salamone slams. Oh, nope. Grab his hand before he does that. Uh, make a dexterity check for me. Cool. I don't know if it's initiative, but I do get advantage on those if it is technically. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Okay. Joey cool. and Joseph is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire I'm life. So happy. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I rolled a 17. It's 16 plus one. Yeah, he's coming fully down on the ch- on the table, and you just grab him with one hand. Yeah, I think Val is just like, all right, I think you made your point. If she says she's going to get it to you in a couple of days, maybe she could put some of it up front now, and then you come back for the rest later. Is that a equitable arrangement for everyone here, or do we need to make this worse? Do we need to escalate the situation? Is she? It's not going to get escalated unless she has the ten thousand dollars that I'm asking for. This is a part of the loan she has to pay back. How much do you have now? <sighs> she sighs and um, uh, reaches under the counter and takes ten stacks of bills. And lines them up for him. I say, yeah, I got the 10000 I said I was going to pay him back on the... I said I was going to pay it back on the fucking day. Is he early? I, yeah. No. Okay. So, Salamone, why don't you take the money that is owed to you, and we can leave these nice people alone. All right. I'll take it. Joey, Joseph, excuse me. Salamone uh, pulls out a tote bag that he had stuffed into his leather jacket. So fucking obvious. Come on. And uh, drops the 10 stacks into the tote bag. It says, uh, oh, yeah. Can I get uh, you have any uh, you have mountain lobsters today? Miss Gemma looks him right in the eye and says, fuck you, Sal. 
They go, all right, I figured I'd ask. It's your specialty, all right. I know you don't got enough money to get octopus anymore, so I thought you have mountain lobsters. All right, that's fine. Let's fucking go. All right, let's get out of here. I want you to make a perception check, Val. Not good at those. Mm. Oh, no. Did roll it at 20, though. <gasps> Fuck me. Oh, my God. All right. Jumped out of the dice tray. Go for it. So the other thing about mobster movies is that you know people love to be as dramatic as they are in mobster movies, right? So Sal takes the tote bag and he's walking towards the door. And you're still looking back at Joey and Joseph and Ms. Gemma. And you see Ms. Gemma reach down below behind the counter. And for a second, you see it before anything happens. You see what looks like a Tommy gun. I don't know if you've seen that before. It's one of those sub, it's a, it's a machine gun that has like the circular barrel on it. But it looks like it has a fin coming off of it. And it's like silvery and metallic People's and everything. River. She's about to take it out. And I'll tell you within at 20, she's going to do something to Salamone if you don't stop. Oh, he's family. I have to do something. Uh, I'll bonus action, go into a rage, take my dash mm-hmm. action, and do the shove. All right. You're going to do it to Gemma? Yeah. All right. Make an attack I, well, I just want to disarm her, basically. No, that's all right. Yeah, I would uh, make an attack on me. I'll tell you, she's a regular person. She, she has an AC of 10. Okay. Well, I rolled a seven, but I get plus nine, I think, to that attack. Yeah. So. Uh, how do you disarm her? I think it's just a matter of like pushing her against the wall and with the other hand kind of like just batting the Tommy gun away. Yeah. I think you bat it out of her hand and it skitters across the floor. And Joey and Joseph both both go to dive on it as uh, Gemma's pushed up against the wall. And she says, boys, stop. I guess uh, Min's getting better muscle now, huh? No, it doesn't have to be like that. It's always like that. Yeah, it is always like that when you borrow $50,000 from gangsters. Like I said, it's always like that. Hey, get in the car! <sighs> Ma'am, I'll post about your business on Yelp so you get more customers, <laughs> and then I leave. <laughs> yeah, you get back in the car, and Sal says... Oh, I guess, uh, thanks for having my back there, cousin. Tell me where Aunt Min is. She's at home. Take me there now. All right. Step on it. And he drives off. But not without saying, you're pretty fucking fast. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Go fuck you. (laughs) 